Yechezkel chapter 46. Koamar Hashem Elokim, Sha'are Chatser HaPrimit HaPone Kodim, Yiyes Sogur, Sheshit Yimei HaMaseh. Uviyom HaShabbat Yipoteach, Uviyom HaChodesh Yipoteach. Uboha Nasi Derech Uram HaShar Michutz, Viyomad Amuzuzat HaShar, Viyasu HaKohanim Et Orato Viyet Shromov, Vishtachavar Miftan HaShar Viyotza, so we are told, the word of God, the gate of the inner court which faces east. And remember, there's an outer court and an inner court. The outer court, there are, is the eastern gate, there's a northern gate, and there's a southern gate. That's the outer court. And then there's an inner court. There's the eastern court of the inner gate. So that gate, the inner eastern gate, is shut six days of the week on Shabbat and Rosh Chodesh. On the first of the month and Shabbat, it's opened. Why? Because on, at that time, the Nasi, who represents the people when it comes to sacrifices, walks through a passageway from outside, and he stands by the doorway of the gate. He doesn't enter into that section, that second section, walks up the steps and he stops at the gate, those eight steps. The first has seven, then eight steps. He stands there and he presumably observes the Kohanim bringing sacrifices. Et olatov yet shramav, his burnt offerings, his well-being offerings, fishtachava, and he bows down. He bows down at the threshold and he leaves. And that gate, that inner eastern gate, remains open until night. And the next verse says, "Vishtachavu ama aretz petach hasharahu b'shabatot v'chodoshim l'fnei Hashem." And the regular people, the laity, can bow down. It means facing that gate. They don't walk up the steps to the gate, but they face the gate, and they can bow down as well. So we don't close the gate till the night. Because the remainder of that day it's open, and whoever wishes to can bow down. You see, in Yechezkel's temple, it's interesting, we have this in our liturgy as well, the idea of the temple being a place where one bows down. Not only bringing of sacrifices, but bowing down as well. For example, in the Musaf of the festival service, talks about the fact that we don't have a temple. We've been exiled from our land, our sins. We can't go up, and we can't appear, and we can't bow down before you. So you see, when it comes to the temple, there's something to be said about bowing down. So the people can't ascend the steps. They remain in the place of the, the outer court. They never enter the inner court. But they can see from afar. Reminds me, actually, of what the Torah has in the story of the golden calf. Story of the golden calf, you remember that God tells Moshe, I can't dwell amongst the people because I'll destroy them. Because the people are those who worship a golden calf. I can't go in your midst. And Moshe negotiates on behalf of Israel with God. And Moshe then takes his own tent, we are told, took his own tent, and he placed it outside the camp, far away. And that gave an opportunity because God is with Moshe. 
but God is not in the middle of the camp. So anyone who wants to travel, seek out God, can go to Moses' tent outside the camp, which Moses calls the tent of meeting, which is another word for the Mishkan, the sanctuary. But then the Torah said those people that didn't want to take the journey to travel to Moses' tent, when they saw Moses go to his tent, they would bow down, ish petach ohalo, by the, by, by the door of their own tent. So by bowing down at the door of their own tent, but they're seeing Moshe from the distance, they're seeing his tent. So they, perhaps vicariously, are seeing themselves as entering the tent. They're, they're acting as if they're in his tent. They're connecting to Moshe, not by going into Moses' tent, but by seeing Moshe. Over here we have a similar idea. The Nasi, the representative, can actually, at this time, and only at these times, walk up to the inner gate. He doesn't go through. And he observes from there, and the other people, on whose behalf the sacrifices are being brought, they bow down from a distance, from further out. This is what takes place on Shabbat and Chodoshim. Now the Nasi also can bring his own sacrifices. That's a different story. And he brings his own sacrifices and the gate is shut. But when he brings it on these special days, the gate is left open until the evening. That's found in verse, verse number 12. So this is the Nasi brings the sacrifices. Now, in terms of entering into the space, so you don't enter into the space via the outer eastern gate. The outer eastern gate is closed. You don't enter there. You have to enter either through the northern gate or the southern gate. Remember, there's no western gate. There's the east, there's north and south. And it's way, the way the temple is envisioned, you enter from the east and you're moving from east to west. So you don't enter the eastern gate. You enter either the northern or the southern gate. And it says that when, you, when people come on the, holiday, on the festivals and they walk out, they, they enter, it says, Derech Shar Tzafon Rishtachavot. It's in verse number 9 of chapter 46. And they enter through the northern gate to bow down. Yetzei Derech Shar Negev. But when they exit, when they leave, they don't leave through the northern gate. They leave at the opposite gate, which is the southern gate. And the same is true the other way. If somebody entered with the um, southern gate, they would, they would uh, presumably ent- walk out through the northern gate. You exit the opposite the gate that you enter, which is a very interesting idea. What is the idea that you can't actually exit with the same gate? Yeah, it says explicitly, If you came in with the southern gate, you exit the northern gate. Perhaps the idea, I don't know, Perhaps the idea has something to do with when you enter on these days, which are the special days, the festivals, the Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh, whatever festivals means. The only festivals mentioned by Yechezkel are the festival we call Pesach and the festival we call Sukkot. There's no other festival that's mentioned. Rosh Hashanah is not mentioned. Yom Kippur is not mentioned. Shavuot is not mentioned. Whether that means that Yechezkel doesn't envision keeping those festivals at all, or whether it means that he doesn't bother mentioning them in this particular vision is a very good question. The bottom line is he doesn't mention them, which is very interesting. 
And he doesn't, Yechezkel essentially, at every turn, says things which don't seem to correspond to what the Torah says. That is very clear. In any event, perhaps the idea is the following. The laity can't even approach the place where the sacrifices are brought. Only the Nasi can even get close. The priests handle all the sacrifices. What the laity can do is to bow down. They come on these days to bow down. And what I wonder is that perhaps there's something else over here about exiting opposite where you entered, which means traversing the space. So maybe there's something to be said for that on these days, the way Yechezkel sees it, there's a positive experience of walking through the space. So in order to do that, we have to make sure that you enter and the opposite exit in which you, which you enter. If you enter from the south, you go to the north, north to the south. Maybe that's what's involved over here. The actual traversing of the space is seen as a positive. Walking through the holy space is seen as a positive for Yechezkel. And then, of course, when the Nasi leaves, in verse number 10, and the Nasi walks out with the people doesn't have his own special exit or entrance. He walks out with the people. It's interesting, what is special about the eastern gate? It sounds like the outer eastern gate is never opened. Now, the outer eastern gate is the gate in which God appears to Yuchesko in this temple. That's found in chapter 43. And behold, Coming from the east with a roar like the roar of mighty waters was the presence of the God of Israel. And the earth was lit up by God's presence. We saw this earlier. There's something about the eastern gate which is reserved for God. Why the eastern gate? It's a good question. Perhaps we call the Torah. The Torah spoke about God's power coming from the east on two occasions in the book of Exodus. One is in the eighth plague, the Arbe, and God caused a great a wind to come from the east, Ruach Kadim Nasat Arbe, and even more striking is the splitting of the sea. Israel crossing the sea to the dry land, the Egyptian horde drowning in the sea. The powerful force from the east which was both destructive, but also the force of deliverance. And maybe that's the point of the East over here, God's power. The earth is lit up. The earth is lit up by God's presence. There is the great sound, to that entrance point where God entered, no human may enter. So the outer eastern gate is closed. You enter from the north or the south.